Does it ever feel like there's certain habits or routines that you used to be good at, but you fell out of sync with? Or maybe things that you hear other mom friends saying are so easy for them, and you're like, well, I don't know, I tried to fit that into my life, and it just feels hard. Today, I'm going to walk us through my five-day routine revamp method to help ease you into creating habits and routines that are going to be sustainable and hopefully a little bit more joyful to bring these healthy habits into your life. So let's jump into it. I am on a mission to help 100 busy, anxious, or introvert moms develop or scale an online business to create an extra $2,000 a month in your family budget. I believe that this can help your families make decisions from a place of alignment with your family values instead of just based on the bottom line. I might need to help you smash through your comfort zone, I get it, or explore how to habit stack or create routines in your day to create more time and energy. You might need help communicating, automating, or delegating in your life or business. I want you to know that you can create your dream business without sacrificing your family or health. And if you are a health freedom or medical freedom mama, I want you to know this is a safe community and I want to help you. This is Chelsea Fournier, your routine queen. Let's make it happen. Okay, so I am not a personal trainer. I am not here to teach you exercise, but you know what? I am going to talk about a very, what feels vulnerable to me, real life experience that I'm going through. So if you don't know, I actually grew up as a dancer. So during my high school years, I was in a dance studio doing hip-hop, modern, jazz, um, no tap. Um, I did do point, ballet, classical ballet. And I was in the studio between teaching, like assisting teaching little kids or taking class, gosh, like at my peak, maybe 10, 15, 20 hours a week, especially when it was summer dance camp. And so I say that because growing up, exercise, moving my body, stretching, strengthening. It was a very just inherent and ingrained habit and routine of my life. In fact, my life was built around it. Little known fact, I think it was my junior year. I had a, a, I had a Volkswagen Jetta at one point in my high school career. And I can very distinctly remember that I used to sneak out. <laughs> there was a door, if you went to the same high school as me, there was a door out near the auto shop that was never manned and you could sneak out of it at the time back in like 2000 and I could leave and come back into it. I would like prop the door open. This is so sketchy if you were thinking about today's, you know, day and age, but I would leave during study hall and I would drive to the gym and get my strengthening in because as soon, and I would come back for my next class, but because I was going to be at um, dance class the rest of the night and I had to work on my strengthening in addition to classes to really be in peak condition. So why am I sharing all this? I'm sharing this to say there was a huge chunk of my life where movement was the priority. I was really just focused on it. I built many of my habits and routines around making sure I was hitting all the different areas of conditioning. So fast forward to now, (laughs) I have my son um, in November of 2019 And I had a very strenuous labor. I had some labor injuries. I needed to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. I still feel like there's a lot of um, unresolved issues. I had um, diastasis recti, so like that tear of your abs. And it's just been a struggle. It's been a struggle for the past two years. My son is almost two to find my rhythm and routine to get back into. Sometimes I'll dive into you know, a specific type of um, workout, or maybe I'll follow a trainer who does weight training. And once I do it, I realize I'm in more pain. So, okay, maybe that wasn't the right 
method for me or maybe I need to get back to some of the like basics of PT that I took away. And, and so it's just been this like start and stop and start and stop. And the thing is, I know that for me, regular exercise helps my mental health. If you're an anxious mom on here, you know, or if you don't know, <laughs> you should know, leaning into movement can be incredibly helpful. I know that I feel stronger and more energized. It's not just about how my clothes fit, but I also know it would mean I don't have to go buy so many clothes, um, you know, new clothes for this interim size that I am. I'm not, you know, two years out, I have lost some of the weight. I've lost about 30 pounds that I gained with my son. I did gain a total of about 60 pounds, which was, it felt like, you know, I was an elephant at the time. I just saw a picture pop up recently. Thank goodness for Facebook memories. A picture popped up, so I'm recording this in early October of 2021, and so it was showing two years ago. It was early October 2019, and I was convinced that my son was going to come early because he was so big inside of me. He was just so big. I was all belly, all baby, and um, you know, my midwife just kept saying, I don't know if you're going to make it. I know you're a first-time mom, but I don't know if you're going to make it to your due date because he's just so big, so like positioned and ready to go. Little did I know I had another month. <laughs> to go and he was in fact going to continue to get bigger so I look back at that and I'm like well of course no wonder my abs you know separated no wonder my back still hurts and I can have some grace and have some honoring for that but I still want to get back to some level some version of what it looks like to be in a really good routine around movement because I know it supports so much of just who I am and so I want to just back up for a second to this earlier in this spring. So this is the fall when I'm recording this. This spring, I was really excited about going to the gym. We actually live like less than a minute from a Planet Fitness. And I like going to the gym. I just like it. I like the music. I like leaving my house. I like the machines they have. You know, I like doing the stair stepper. I like, um, you know, weightlifting machines. It just feels good to me. It's how I always did my strengthening when I was growing up dancing. It's just habit. And so I was really excited about getting back into the rhythm of going to the gym. But if you recall, if you're listening to this later, we are living, living in a pandemic, whatever that means to you. Uh, and so for me personally, and I know, um, you know, I don't make this podcast um, political. You are welcome to be here no matter what your beliefs are. But I am not a big person on masking. I know, A, it causes me anxiety attacks. Be blah, 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 all the reasons, right? So because this is a community safe for health, freedom, mamas, that's all I'm going to say. I just want you to know if you know, then you know that maybe you are on the same page and don't want to be masking while you are working out. <laughs> that is the position that I took. And so the mask mandate locally like escalated. And I know like I'm not blaming them. I know the gym has to do what they need to do to stay open. I want businesses who feel like they need to, to do what they feel they need to do to make sure they're able to be open and employ the employees, like all those good things. But I just made the conscious decision, hey, I'm not going to walk in and go work out for 45 minutes wearing a mask. It just didn't feel right for me. So I had an epiphany. So if the thing that felt easy to me that I could develop a routine around, like my husband and I were making a plan to go work out together once the nanny got here, or we dropped him off um, at the nanny because we flip-flop where the house, which house um, is hosting the nanny share. And so we had like this rhythm. We were really getting into it. And then I was just like, you know what? I can't, I can't do this. I can't work out in those conditions. And so recently I just had the epiphany. I like the gym because of the music. I like the gym because it's like a set environment where I'm going to work out. And so it's really hard for me to uh, recreate that at home. But my epiphany was, if this is my option right now, 
I've just got to make this fun. I've got to make it accessible. I've got to, you know, make it simple so there's not a lot of decisions or things to prepare when I decide, oh, I do have time carved out to do this. And so I recently made a plan to just choose some exercises, choose exercise types that I could rotate to make it kind of fun and different each day, but make it so, so, so specific. So here's what I mean by being specific. I pre-made decisions. I was like, what are some of the things that I can easily do, even if I'm in mom mode, even if Emery's going to be with me, what can I do? And so I realized I can go for a long walk with him, like make it a longer walk than just walking to the park, make, you know, brisk walk. Okay. Um, One is that I could, you know, doing yoga with him probably isn't going to work to do like a relaxing flow. So if I was going to do yoga, it's probably going to be in the evening. But if I wanted to do like a strength training or a HIIT workout or kickboxing, I could do that with him. He doesn't love it. I don't know about your kids if you're working out. He's like, stop, mama, come pay attention to me. But I, so I, I was like, okay, I could do strengthening one day, yoga another day, a long walk, and I have an infrared sauna at home. And so not that it's like movement in and of itself, but if there's a day where I'm just like, I feel too tired, too achy, I can at least get into the sauna because it does have weight loss properties and just detox properties that are good. So I've got these four things, but then I wanted to get even more specific. So on the strengthening days, what am I going to do? You know, am I going to just make up my own workouts? Am I going to subscribe to a YouTube channel with free workouts? Am I going to sign up for, you know, a membership with a trainer? I personally decided there's um, a YouTube channel that I like that has free workouts and was like, that's, that's what I'm going to do when it's strengthening. I put on my sneakers. I'm going to choose a video from that channel. And like, that's as specific as I got. Then I'm like, okay, on yoga days, if I'm not leaving to go to a class, which is what I truly love doing, then what's the alternative? Okay, so I found um, a YouTube station with a, uh, a yoga practitioner that I like that does free workouts or free flows. And I'm like, okay, on yoga days, I'm going to roll out my mat and go to that YouTube channel and choose one that fits, you know, j- jumps out to me. Okay, so now I've got like two free YouTube channels. I know what those are going to be. I know that doing the yoga really needs to be in the evening. You know, so I'm getting like, I'm sharing some of this detail and you might be like, I don't care about your workout routine. (laughs) I don't really care if you care about my workout routine. I'm helping you to think through how specific you can get. Here's why, because at the end of the day, if there's a sequence of decisions that needs to be made, if you're like, well, I could work out, but I'd have to figure out what I'm going to be doing today. Or, you know, like, I just don't know what I want to do. Yeah, I could do some strengthening. Let me go get some weeds. Like, it just feels like a big decision every time. I mean, that's the benefit of working with a personal trainer in person or online is like they're going to tell you what to do, right? So if you're not doing that, it's really about telling yourself what to do, but you don't want it to be in a bossy, like, judgmental manner. You really want habits and routines to feel fun, to celebrate when it's going well, to celebrate the tiny, tiny wins. And that's why I actually started to focus on my five-day routine revamp method in relation to this process. And I'm going to teach you that in just a minute. But I started using that method to help identify, okay, the time of day that I could focus on getting movement in, how to get this new habit back into my day and week. And you know what? It's been a few weeks. I think it's been about three weeks and I haven't been perfect. I haven't done it every single day, but I'm moving my body daily more than I'm not, which is a big shift for me. I'm not seeing a huge drop in weight, but you know what? I've had, I have had a people, few people say like, hey, you look good, which is fun, but it's more about me just not expecting drastic shifts and not making drastic shifts, right? So if I was just to say, I'm going to do a one hour 
hit workout in my garage every day like it's just not realistic and it's not going to feel good every day i'm definitely someone who tunes into my energy where i am in my cycle and so having three or four options of what moving my body could be and knowing exactly what that's going to look like feels good for me you might be like this sounds too complicated for me it makes sense i actually have in my calendar like you know are you, it has a little pop up every day in my google calendar are you going to walk are you going to yoga are you going to do strength training or are you going to sauna and so it's just a reminder to me today to look at my day and be like what am i going to do let me put that in okay so let's uh well did i cover everything um, yeah, so it's been a few weeks. I'm seeing that it's actually becoming more of a sustainable, joyful priority again. Isn't that the end goal of starting any new habit or any routine is that it's going to help it feel like it's a priority, that you feel like you can actually communicate maybe to your family like, hey, this is really important to me. Like yesterday, literally, it was super triggering. My, I decided I was going to do a strength training workout yesterday and because my son didn't nap, I was like, hey, buddy you're going to be here while I'm working out. And the whole time he was like, mama, stop, mama, stop, mama, play with me. And I was, you know, gentle parenting and bringing him some toys and like set him up before I started this, but it was super annoying. Right. But I decided it was going to be a priority for me. And so I just kept saying, this is really important for mama. It helps my body feel good. You can come try it with me or you can play. But if it didn't, if it wasn't a priority and that annoying trigger was happening, (laughs) then I would just be like, okay, babe, I'll do this later. But you know what? I wouldn't have done it later because I didn't have time to do it later. That was my time to work out. I made my decision of what type of movement I was going to do, and I just stuck with it. It was 35 minutes. He probably grouched at me for like 25 minutes of it and then went off and played on his own. So maybe if I like flex that muscle over time, maybe it will be something I can do with him accepting it and being like, okay, this is when I go play on my own. Sorry, a little bit of a side note, just because I'm I'm hopefully hoping that you see on this podcast that I just get real about the three roles that we play. And I'm just going to reiterate this again. If you are a mom who's running an online business, you are constantly juggling the family coordinator role, which would be, you know, in that moment, okay, well, let me think about before I want to go work out, let me get some toys for him. Let me talk to him about what's going to happen. Let me make sure that dinner's, you know, on the oven while I do my workout. Like we've all got so much stuff going on in just making sure the flow of our family and our day goes well. The second category or role is the wellness seeker. Like that per- that part of me that is like, I want to lose weight. I want to feel stronger. I want to have more energy. I want to feel more myself in relation to movement. And so that wellness seeker part of me was really flexing a muscle in that moment to not cave and just jump into family coordinator, if that makes sense. And then the third role of, you know, being a, a businesswoman, a CEO of my own business I wasn't in that role in that moment, but I knew that if I didn't work out then that I'd have to work out later. And in the evening was when I planned to do some work on a project. So we're just constantly juggling this, right? If you are on listening to this podcast, if you have not um, listened to the episode where I talk about the three roles, you know, if that resonates with you, just to think about how those all integrate, definitely go back and find that title. But You know, of course, there are tons of actions and to-dos and brainstorms that are constantly going on in all of those roles. But for me, just to reiterate, if if you didn't hear the episode that really talks about identifying your number one aligned priority, your three supporting goals, like this just all continues to build. So my number one aligned priority right now is really on focusing on attracting and nurturing and supporting and adding value to 100 families 
Over the course of the next year, I want to help 100 families develop an extra $2,000 a month through an online business. Maybe it's something they already run and they're tuning into this podcast and it's helping them or they're hiring me as a coach and it's helping them. Or it's someone saying, I want to get some private mentoring from you and you're joining into my, um, my team and learning how to social sell in relation to the product partner that I work with. So like that whole big vision, right? But my three supporting goals right now, one is um, to grow my Instagram community, two is to stay consistent with this podcast, and three is to move my body. And so there's all kinds, like a gazillion ideas and action items and Trello cards and all this stuff that I have in relation to the Instagram and podcast. Like that's, those aren't really just simple things, but I do consider my commitment to movement to also be a business goal because I know that when I feel well, I'm going to show up in those other categories so much better. So all of this to say, I'm painting the vision for you that whether it's in the role of family coordinator, whether it's in the role of wellness seeker, whether it's in the role of being a businesswoman, you can use this five-day routine revamp method that I'm going to walk you through right now. So this would be really about helping you to identify what routines or habits do you want to focus on and ideally if you've gone through the exercise to identify your number one aligned priority, your three supporting goals, you want whatever routine you're working on to support one of those. Do you see it? This is like building the foundation. You know, if you were to plant a seed of habits and routines, they're going to blossom into helping you achieve those three goals better. And the fruit you're going to bear is walking across the finish line of what your priority is. So that's what I really want you to think about is these habits, these routines are really planting seeds that are going to grow into strong plants that are going to then bear fruit. And what I think so many of us struggle with is just focusing on the fruit, focusing on the fruit, focusing on the fruit without being like, how am I going to plant the seeds to have that happen over time? And so this is one way instead of like, I shared so much of that story about me just like working through this process of figuring out how to reprioritize and stay committed to movement in my life. Because as a mom, it is hard to add in new habits and routines, but it's worth it, right? And I could have just said something really drastic, like I'm going to do an hour workout every single day at 5 a.m. And you know what? A weekend, I would not be doing it because that doesn't fit my rhythm. I don't like waking up at 5 a.m. An hour workout is pretty uh, drastic compared to where I'm starting recently. And so I'm going to walk you through this five-day routine revamp method And definitely take notes if you're someone that's like, I'm usually an all or nothing person. I set these really big New Year's Eve resolutions and two weeks later, I'm not doing it. Or, you know, on my birthday, I decide I'm going to do X, Y, and Z over the course of the next year. And then three weeks out, I'm like, I forgot what they were. If that's your pattern, it's fine. But if you want a new pattern, this is what I would recommend. So if you are trying to tackle a new habit, I want you to set aside five days before you're going to really commit to what that new habit or routine is going to look like. So here's what you're going to do on day one. You're going to observe and document your current habits. So one day, if you're like, I want to get more, I want to be more consistent on social media. Okay. Maybe you want to be more consistent posting to your primary channel on social media, and you really want to create some better routines around that. So on day one, observe and document your current habits. I would want you to be a casual observer of what you typically do with the time that you could be doing social media, creating a post, uh, interacting with your audience, engaging with accounts, like whatever you know you should be doing, 
if you're not doing it, but you do actually have the time without any judgment, without being like, oh, I'm such a lazy bum, just to observe and document. Maybe keep a little tiny notebook or a note on your phone just to be like, I could be making a post right now. What I'm observing is I'm actually just scrolling and saving reels that I'm probably never going to (laughs) shoot if that's the case. So the best way to approach this is as if you were documenting the starting point. I don't want you to try and try to change your current flow. I want you to observe because this is part of the process and just let it be just to be like, oh, interesting, right? Or if you're like, I wish I could get into a weekly meal prepping rhythm and maybe you're like, okay, I'm observing that today. Here's how I feel about um, cooking. Like I could be cooking two or three days worth right now. I have like an hour set aside, two hours set aside. We have all the groceries here. I'm not doing it. Interesting. Okay, so this can apply to so many different types of habits. On day two, take note, what you would do is brainstorm ideal habits. So at this point, you would reflect on, okay, number one aligned priority, three supporting goals, like get really clear and grounded on how this all fits in and do a brain dump and think of all of the actions or habits that you could do around that goal or around that routine or habit you want to create new um kind of like rewire what routine you want to rewire, revamp, and um, just really do a brainstorm. So if it was, I'm going to stick with the example of wanting to be consistent. I'm going to be specific. You want to be consistent posting at least once a day to Instagram and showing up in your stories every day. That would be like a huge win for you. Okay. So yesterday on day one, you would have just observed, huh, I didn't post today. I wonder why. Okay. Interesting. Um, Day two, you would brainstorm your ideal habits. What are some things that you could do that you've heard? Maybe you've attended a training. Maybe you've seen another colleague who's doing something and you could brainstorm. So in relation to that, you could brainstorm like I could choose some content pillars I'm going to show up on. So it never it doesn't feel as um, like off the cuff every day that I've got to be creative every day. I could get into a rhythm of content batching. Like I've, I've heard content batching could be helpful. That's definitely something I'm going to cover in a future podcast episode. Um, it could be, you're like, you know what? I could go on Canva and make some templates for the typical types of posts I want to put out so that it's easy. And I could just like get into a better rhythm of making that easy. You could go on Etsy and buy templates. You could like so many things you could brainstorm here. You can be like, I could brainstorm real topics, but save them in an album on my Instagram so that I actually know which ones I want to recreate and what I would say about them. So you could brainstorm ideal habits. Now day three, and this is not like committing to which of those, you couldn't probably do all of those all at once, right? So day three, you're going to give yourself a dry run and you're going to do this giving yourself lots of grace. So say you have an hour that you know that you can work your business today and you might be like, you know what, in this hour, I'm going to just be playful. I'm going to be playful. I'm going to have positive energy about trying on some of those habits or actions that I brainstormed yesterday. So you might be like, okay, well, content pillars, that would make sense if I had like three categories of topics I always posted on and that way I could like organize myself around it. Maybe in that hour, you like figure out your content pillars or you think about you, maybe you take out a piece of paper and you jot down, I will post, you know, every Monday will be a mindset training. Every Tuesday will be a testimonial Tuesday, just like organizing yourself around what a rhythm of content could be. Okay. So playing around with one or more of those habits for that hour and being like, huh, does that feel 
really complicated? Does it feel long? Does it feel like something I could do every day? And you know, with this example I'm giving, especially around content batching, it's probably not something you do every day. And so it's different than the routine of exercising, which I actually do want to do every day. And so I just want you to know these routines that you want to create could be monthly, could be weekly, could be daily, could be quarterly. If you want to have like a routine of doing vision, you know, vision boarding or planning for your business on a quarterly basis, like habits and routines, that these are the seeds you're going to plant and you get to decide the frequency. You get to decide what that's going to look like in an ideal world. And so on this day three of dry run, playing around, bringing some positive energy, being like, wow, I just made some templates on Canva and I could use that template every Wednesday when I do that type of post. Huh. If I did this, if I created a template for each type of post, like it just might get you brainstorming of like, wow, what could content batching really look like for me? And so then you could observe and just jot down notes on what habits or what things you tried feel good. And also maybe what feels like a chore. You may realize you hate Canva. And you might be like, wow, if I'm really going to get consistent, I might need to have a virtual assistant or I might need to go buy some templates from Etsy or from a designer who sells Canva templates. Like I might need to solve this problem once, which would mean like buying some template designs. And I'm happy to share on a future episode how I set up when I launched my new Instagram at Your Routine Queen. I figured out my content pillars. I figured out the types of posts I wanted to focus on the most. I went to Etsy and actually purchased some post packs of templates because design is not my strength. I think I'm pretty good, but not great. And, you know, chose a color palette. I, on Etsy, paid $12 for someone to make me a logo. Like, I just spent a little bit of money, maybe 50 bucks, to get some support for them to look great for me to feel excited to put the content out. Because if something doesn't look good, I hesitate. Sometimes I'll even delete a post if I'm like, ugh, it just looks like I threw that together, right? So anyway, so where are we at? Day three is when you're giving yourself a dry run, giving yourself some grace, implementing some of the things. Just follow your intuition, honestly. Following your intuition to try some of the habits or actions that you brainstormed is better than not. And I want you to hear it again. Trying something that you brainstormed that you think is in alignment with your goals, just trying it, being messy, maybe failing, making mistakes, that is always 100% of the time going to be more effective than not trying, okay? So now on day four, you can test, tweak, and time. So you can allow those notes and observations from day three to help you whittle down your list of what habits you truly want to commit to that you feel like you can enjoy, maybe even look forward to, because you want those habits to become a routine. So if you're creating a routine um, specific, let's, let's talk, you know, this is specific example. You want to be posting on a daily basis and you want to be showing up in your stories. So you want to be thinking about what's going to happen daily, what's going to happen weekly or every couple days. Like content batching does not mean you have to plan out a month or a week. It could be that you carve out in your calendar an hour every Monday and Thursday. And every Monday and Thursday, you try to plan out two to three days ahead of time, two to three posts ahead of time so that you're in like creative mode in that hour and then they're ready to be posted elsewhere or at a different time, okay? So, you know, you might just really test, tweak time, be like, okay, if I was gonna sit down and do some content batching, if I set aside an hour, how many posts could I get done? You know, if you're doing reels, I just saw a, um, a post by Brock Johnson. He's someone I follow specifically to get support around how to get better on Instagram and creating reels. And he had a post that was like, here's exactly how I batch content for my reels. I shoot all of them. Like, 
you know, or he said, no, at one point, one ch chunk of time, he will save all the reels, the sounds that he's going to replicate. And then in another chunk of time, all he will do is shoot them, like put on different outfits, shoot the audio, do the lip syncing, do the dancing, whatever, and save them as drafts. And then later he'll go on and edit and put the words over the reels. And if you're not a big reels person, this doesn't make sense. Just think about something you do that has multiple steps. Then later he'll come back and write the captions, like the description that will go into the post. And then maybe the covers, I think he said. He also has a different time where he shoots all the um, photos for the covers and then he'll get them like ready to go. So a lot of things that you do, especially in relation to your business or content batching, does have multiple steps, multiple layers, and there may be things that you need to break down, but you're not even going to know what that is until you start to figure out how long it takes you. Because you know what? He, he said, so Brock Johnson said um, the other day on his stories, like in 25 minutes, I just shot six reels. I am not that good. I am not that fast. I need to set aside an hour to do like three to four. And even to that, you might be like, oh my gosh, that's so fast compared to where you're at. But maybe in six months, I'll be at the place if I stay consistent with this type of action, this type of habit. In six months, I might be at the place where I can do six reels in 25 minutes too, like he does. So all of this, just to say on day four, choose something that you decided in that brainstorm was a good idea that you tried and tested yesterday. And just today be like, I'm setting a clock. I'm setting a clock. You know, like for me, some of the things on my list today so I'm going to spend 30 minutes. I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes to go engage in some of the Facebook groups where I know my ideal client, my ideal avatar hangs out and add value. I'm going to answer questions, share a post, interact on comments. That's one of my income producing activities because it helps me to find people who are the type of person I know I can help. And sometimes because I've been interacting, adding value, they then come follow me or they find the podcast or they come over to my Instagram feed. And because Growing my podcast and Instagram community are my t supporting goal number one and number two. That's a good use of my time, right? But I, I'm going to set a timer. I know how much I can get done in about 30 minutes. Um, I also have on my list today to come through and engage, specifically to engage and DM new followers in my Instagram community. Now, let's think about that. Supporting goal number one is to grow my Instagram community and have it be really engaged. So setting aside 30 minutes every couple days to scroll through, find new followers, introduce myself, ask how they found about our feed, you know, just to like ask questions. Hey, what habits or routines? Do you need some help tweaking? And just get to know people that is of value to me. It's in alignment with supporting goal that I know feeds into my number one aligned priority. And so that's a good use of my time. So I can't do that every single day, but if I can do that twice a week, if I could be hanging out in Facebook groups one to two times a week, really engaging with my new followers on my Instagram feed one to two times a week. You know, like those are high, uh, for me, income producing activities. It might not seem it um, because those are going to be people that are going to be much more likely to see when I'm sharing something. If we're engaging back and forth, they're more likely to actually see my posts or see my stories. So because of that, they're going to feel better taken care of, better nurtured by the content that I'm sharing. They're maybe going to see me post about my new podcast episode. Come listen to my podcast. On that podcast, maybe they learn something. They reach out to me. We book a call. Maybe it's a sales call. Maybe it's not. And so like all of this I know is like bringing me in front of the people that I want to get in front of. So day four about testing, tweaking, and timing, I didn't know three months ago uh, which Facebook groups to go into because I wasn't super clear on my avatar. 
um, you know, six months ago, I didn't know, uh, I didn't even have the idea of this podcast or this Instagram feed yet. So just know that all of this is going to have new versions, but you can breathe life into new habits and routines whenever you are ready to start something new. So day five is to design your routine. So it might be to design your routine around content batching. I'm going to tell you mine, and this is something I'm going to dive into more. Every Sunday, I open up my Trello board where I actually map out my content for my Instagram feed, and I have a rhythm on that. So I need about two hours to go into my Trello board and start putting in the ideas of what I'm going to be posting. I might get as detailed as going into Canva and actually making the image. I will get as detailed as going into my saved reels, my audios that I want to replicate, and choosing which ones I'm going to do on which day. I will get as detailed as saying this post is going to be a carousel. Even if I don't have time to make it right now, here's the copy I'm going to put on the carousel. So I get as prepared as I can. In those two hours, if I can get everything actually like the images on Canva uploaded, the copy of the um, caption written, amazing. Maybe I already have some draft reels that I just need to edit. Like I might get to a point where I'm far enough ahead and have enough drafts of different things or examples saved that I'll be able to be like a couple weeks ahead. That would be amazing. It's not where I'm at right now. But on Sunday, two hours to do as much content batching as I can. So, so, so valuable. Then on Wednesday is when I carve out an hour to shoot reels. That's a day that my husband is with my son, and so they often go to the park. It's a little bit quieter here. I might be able to leave my office and have a different backdrop, you know. So Wednesday is a day that I try to shoot three to five reels. Thursday is the day that I shoot this uh, podcast, that I record this podcast. Thursday is also the day that I do a video for my YouTube channel. So I do my hair, right? Like, I I think about as you create this rhythm, then it's like, okay, Thursday morning, I get up, I shower, I do my hair, I put some makeup on because I know I'm shooting a YouTube video. I don't need to have my makeup on for the podcast, but I know I do the podcast and a YouTube video on Thursday. So I should be ready for that. So all of this, like having routines just helps you to organize like so many aspects of what goes into creating content for sure. If you're a mompreneur, if you're running an online business, all of these things are things you should be thinking about if you're not already. So this is what I wanted to cover today, really helping you understand the five day routine revamp method. So I'm going to give a quick recap. Day one is observe and document your current habits around what you're trying to shift or revamp. Day two is to brainstorm ideal habits, to really tap into what you know about this, what you've tried before, what you think could work, get a little brainstorm. Day three is to do a dry run and give yourself lots of grace. It may take longer than you think. You may still feel unclear. You may need to look some stuff up. You may need to call a friend and ask for advice. I don't know, but give yourself grace. Day four is to test, tweak, and time. And then day five is to design that routine that you think you can stick to. And then because it's a new routine, it might not work. It might need to be revisited. You might have to do the revamp method again. You might need to go back to your brain dump and be like, wow, I thought this habit would be intuitive, but it's not, or it doesn't feel like the highest impact. So I'm going back to my brain dump, um, you know, that I brainstormed and I'm going to do a dry run for a different habit. Now, this is all just testing and tweaking in and of itself, but hopefully that framework gives you some ideas about how you can really look at what you wanna be revamping, why you think it's powerful. Ideally, make sure that routine really ties into 
your number one aligned priority, one of your three supporting goals and helps you to be just thinking of that visual of I'm planting seeds of habits and routines that I believe will grow, you know, to picture like a little seedling coming out. Like that would be one of your supporting goals and some of the fruit going forward is going to get me closer to achieving that number one aligned priority. Okay, so I hope that this episode was helpful. Definitely come back and listen to it if you need to take some notes on those five um, days and what you could be doing on them. And I'll catch you in a future episode. Make sure to subscribe and leave feedback on this episode. I do come back and check every comment and every piece of feedback that comes in wherever you're listening to this. If you can review it, give it a five star. It helps other people to find this episode. Now, I do want to encourage you to book a free focus and power up call, which is a free call, no strings attached, that I offer to my podcast community. And I want to share just a little blurb that my friend Anna shared after we had one of these calls last night. So she said, after our call last night, I made somewhat of a plan and I'm hoping to have everything complete by tomorrow, which is a huge step forward. Again, I can't thank you enough. I was completely frozen and discouraged, but because of you, I actually have some hope and I'm excited again. I was so thrilled to spend that half hour with Anna to help her get clear, to get out of that feeling of being stuck in her online business and having some next steps that she can be excited about. So if you have not yet taken me up on that free offer, go down below into the show notes and book a free focus and power up call. It shows you my schedule. And I literally offer this because I care about you. If during our conversation, we realize there's a simple way that we could work together on a deeper level, of course, I'm there for it. But I'm also there for just adding value, getting to know you and helping you to grow your business. So I hope that you take me up on that. If nothing else, make sure to subscribe and give a review to this podcast and we'll see you in the next episode.